We are through five weeks of the season and there are players that are rising up the fantasy rankings very quickly. These are players that you need to be starting in your lineups or trying to acquire as soon as possible. And one of those players that we can start with here is the rookie in Baltimore, Zay Flowers, who continues to just rise up the rankings both weekly and for the rest of the season. In my opinion, very quietly, he's a top 25 receiver the rest of the year because he's doing a lot of impressive things very quietly so far. It's going under the radar. We'll talk about that more in a second, but 40 targets so far this year. Okay, averaging eight targets per game. Game, three different games he's hit at least 10 targets and a 29% target share is 12th amongst every receiver in the league and flowers has also been highly efficient as a rookie he's 30th in yards per route run and 14th in yards after the catch so far and just check out his weekly production you could see the weeks here and look at the targets in the far column that's his target share how many targets he's earning out of Lamar Jackson's total passes 50% 33% 24% and 27% that's four out of five games in his NFL career he's a rookie that he's earning about a quarter percent of the targets or more, meaning he's the wide receiver one. And he's ran 100% of the routes the last three games and his usage has quietly gotten better. For the first three weeks of the season, he was basically only being used as a short area player, but the last two weeks, his average target is 16 yards downfield. And now the reason why he's going under the radar and you could probably still try to acquire him in a trade is this right here. He hasn't had a massive game yet. No touchdowns, no games over 80 yards, but he's just been consistent and he's had a lot of red zone targets, so those touchdowns will come. And part of that consistency is just being healthy, something that his other wide receivers in his core haven't done so far. Odell Beckham is banged up again. Rashad Bateman has been banged up basically his entire career. Really, like his only other main competition outside of Mark Andrews at the tight end position is Nelson Aguilar, which is really good news for Zay Flowers. It also helps that his quarterback has been very good so far. When you take out drops, Lamar Jackson is completing 79% of his passes. And yeah, there were seven drops last week by the Baltimore receivers. Lamar Jackson is a top five efficiency quarterback and downfield passer so far this year, which plays into the recent usage we've seen of Zay Flowers who's been targeted downfield more often he's rising up the ranks and this one may be obvious but let's break it down and it's Raheem Mostart who's rising up the rankings because Devon A-Chain landed on the IR with a knee injury will miss at least the next four weeks and just how much does this boost Mostart well for this week week six he's a top five running back in my projections right now that's how good it is and look over the past month of the season with three games of Devon A-Chain producing and balling out Mostart is still the running back four, a top five running back in fantasy and now there's no A-Chain and I apologize. I know he wants to be called the Chan. I will fix that. Now, check out how good Mostert has been this year. Averaging 6.1 yards per touch. That's top five in the NFL. He's third in juke rate and second in evaded tackles. That's his elusiveness for a 30-year-old running back. This is fantastic. And despite Devin Chan got it there, being involved, he's still seeing Mostert 14 opportunities per game these last three weeks. Now, one running back goes down in Miami and another running back just pops up and that's Jeff Wilson, who's expected to return from IR potentially even this week, maybe in a week or two. And he was the lead running back for this team last year in the made red zone back. However, Wilson is not a one-for-one -one replacement for the younger, speedier, and more dynamic Achan. As you can see right here, this is Devon Achan's overall metrics at the NFL Combine. 4-3-2 speed. This is like world-level track speed. So whenever Jeff Wilson does return, I do expect him to be involved, but he doesn't have the same type of upside in terms of burst breakout plays that Achan had. That will mostly be Raheem Mostar trolling this offense as the speed back, and he has a good matchup this week. The Miami Dolphins are nearly two touchdown favorites. Well, they are 13.5-point favorites, nearly 14 point favorites against a bottom five Carolina Panthers run defense a great spot for Moster and as you can see in my recent tweet right here in the first two games of the season when Devon Achan was not involved the Chan did not play in week one and Achan only played like a couple of snaps week two Mostar played 73% of the snaps 19 fantasy points per game on 15 and a half touches of course this can change a little bit if Jeff Wilson returns but this just shows you the upside was still there so yes Raheem Mostar is rising up the rankings Jeff Wilson is Savan Ahmed is even Chris Brooks all of these Miami running backs have to rise up because we don't 
don't really know who's going to take on that usage from Devonta Chan being gone. But we do know that with Justin Jefferson gone, Jordan Addison, the first round rookie out of USC, yes, indeed, he is going to see a lot more playing time. And look, this has been the issue with Jordan Addison this season. He has seen good playing time. You can see right here, his season routes run 76% of the routes. That is solid, but it does not compare to the 90% plus that KJ Osborne was seeing. Addison was the wide receiver three on this team before the Jefferson injury. Now, the reports make it seem like KJ Osborne will be the one for one replacement for Jefferson, which makes sense because Addison's only 170 pounds. He's not going to fill in for that same type of role on the outside. But what we can now expect is Jordan Addison to play in two wide receiver sets and see about 95% of the routes. And this is important because so far this season, he ranks 42nd in routes run. Justin Jefferson was number one in the NFL. KJ Osborne to this season was number eight in the NFL. Two top 10 usage receivers in this offense that loves to pass the ball. Expect now Jordan Addison to take that similar role as a top 10 usage wide receiver. Now, this first round rookie has been fine this season. He has been spectacular. He has by no means been bad. And that's what you would expect out of 163 pound rookie receiver. He's just learning the ropes. And honestly, he's been better than average because in four out of five of his NFL games so far, he's cleared 50 receiving yards. He scored three touchdowns in these games. He's managed to go over 16 fantasy points in three out of his five games. This is all great for fantasy. In real life, he's been fine. In fantasy, he's been, yeah, good. So both Addison and KJ Osborne, who is the number one wide receiver ad this week, if he's still on your waivers, go ahead and get him. They're rising up the rankings and they take on the Bears this week. Now let's talk about another running back who's quickly rising up the rankings and is a top 12 option this week. And if you're finding this video helpful, 70% of people who watch these videos aren't subscribed. If that's you, be sure to hit the subscribe button if indeed you want to see my future content. And that running back who is a top 12 option this week is playing tonight. It's Isaiah Pacheco for the Chiefs against the Denver Broncos. And don't worry, this is still relevant whether the game was already played or is about to be played because I want to talk about him for the rest of the season and more importantly, the next month of the season. Because what we've seen these past two weeks out of Isaiah Pacheco's usage is the best of his career. It started in week four where he played 63% of the snaps a season high and earned 65% of the rush attempts, also a season high. He goes out there and has a big game in primetime over 100 rushing yards. This was great to see. But we've seen these one week flashes in his career before where he plays well and they just give him more usage. However, the difference here was that this usage continued into week five where he plays about 60% of the snaps and more importantly handles 76% of the rush attempts as Clyde Edwards Solaire was factored out of the offense. This is running back one top 12 running back usage. So now over the past two games, Isaiah Pacheco is averaging 20 opportunities. Derek McKinnon is averaging just three and Clyde Edwards Solaire is averaging just three. As I mentioned earlier, this is the best two game usage of his career. Now there is one downside we have to point out he's still not a three down running back you can see right here his route participation over the last two weeks just 35 percent that's basically in line with his season average of 38 percent it means he's not going to earn a lot of targets but this team isn't down all that much so it doesn't really matter if we can just get him to see 15 to 16 touches and the red zone usage we're basically getting the brian robinson or damian pierce role but this is a much better offense that will be in the red zone a lot more leading to more touchdowns for pacheco so like i said he's a top 12 running back this week against denver but look at his schedule for the next month of the season or so gets the chargers at home bottom five run defense next week then faces the Broncos dead last defense yet again and then at home takes on a Miami team that this should probably be the highest scoring game of the entire season yeah that'll help the starting running back for the Chiefs so Pacheco is skyrocketing up the rankings and so is this next running back and it is the rookie in Chicago Roshan Johnson who look he has to move up the rankings because Khalil Herbert is injured and will miss at least the next three maybe four or more weeks of the season with a high ankle injury and this is bad timing for Khalil Herbert because he was taking over this backfield look at this in week four 79 percent of the snaps clearly his backfield week five 66 percent of the snaps and this is with missing time due to the injury the ankle injury in this game and high ankle sprains are no joke saquon barkley has already missed three weeks and the most running backs average a three to four week recovery time and then even when they come back they're not as productive as they were before the injury so this is going to help the rookie roshan johnson who's already been involved a decent amount this season as you can see right here through his first four weeks we take out week five because he got injured early he's played 37 percent of the snaps
snaps in those four games handled 26% of the rushing opportunities. But his main usage comes in the passing game. Roshan has played 57% of the two-minute offense snaps and earned 13 targets across his first four complete games. And as I mentioned earlier, Roshan Johnson left in week five with an injury. Look at this. These are the snap counts by week for the Bears running backs. He only played six, so he got hurt early on in that game with the concussion. And this is important because it's almost a guarantee that you'll miss at least one game with the new NFL concussion rules. But this game was on Thursday night football, so it gives him a little bit more time to play. Now, if he doesn't play, it'll be Deonta Foreman, who's basically going to see a workhorse usage role and is like a nice one to two week filler in your fantasy lineups. But if Roshan Johnson plays or when he plays, he is going to be the guy in this offense because the Bears have been choosing Roshan, the rookie, over Deontay Foreman, both in the NFL draft when they drafted him and all season long. I mean, look at this. Roshan has been active in earning snaps over Foreman, as you can see, basically every single week since week one. And even in week one, he played eight more snaps than Foreman. And let me point this out right here. Roshan has been efficient right now over his 36 touches this season. He ranks 18th in yards per touch amongst running backs, averaging over five yards per touch. He's highly efficient. And now he's only going to see more touches once healthy. So Roshan is rising up the rankings. And so is this second year wide receiver. And that'll be Jamison Williams, who made his debut in week five. And honestly, he was pretty rough. His first target of the season, he dropped. It would have been a 15 plus yard reception. It would have been a first down. And then his second target went for a negative three yard catch. So yes, this production is not good at all. Two catches, two yards, three targets, two fantasy points. Not good. But the underlying usage was sneakily solid because check this out. In his week five debut, he ran 50% of the routes and his targets per route run, you can see right here, according to Fantasy Life, our official data partner, 20%. So he earned a target on 20% of his routes run. That is very solid. In this game, he actually ran more routes than Josh Reynolds and ran more routes in the second half than Marvin Jones did. Now we must call out that Amon Ross St. Brown missed this game and Khalif Raymond filled in for his role in the slot. I mentioned that because this is important. The Lions currently have six wide receivers on the depth chart. We talked about Khalif Raymond basically being the backup for Amon Ross St. Brown. So the only other options that Jamison Williams is competing with for a starting job are Josh Reynolds. Reynolds is going to start. And then it's Marvin Jones and Antone Green. He's ahead of Antone Green. And as we saw last week in the second half, he pushed ahead of the 33-year-old Marvin Jones. So in my opinion, this is already a great trajectory for this former first round pick. And just a reminder, he's in the number one graded offense through five weeks in the NFL. That's the Lions passing game. And it's led by their quarterback who currently ranks second in deep ball catchable target rate. Basically deep ball accuracy, Jared Goff. That pairs up well with the best deep threat in college football from 2021 in Jamison Williams. So if he's still available on your waiver wire, he is the priority ad that you have to be getting him and KJ Osborne at the wide receiver position. And you can try and buy low on him since he only scored two points this past week from one of your league mates who has it. Now the next man up, this is somebody that you can pick up off the waiver wire probably in almost every single league and play him this week. And it's Gerald Everett. He's coming off of the buy for the Chargers and he's in a favorable situation. Look, Everett has two main things working in his favor. Number one is that Mike Williams is out for the season. And number two is that Donald Parham is injured and trending to miss this game. This is massive news for Everett because his season, his snaps this year, they've been limited with Donald Parham active. Check this out. In three healthy games this year for Donald Parham, he's played 38% of the snaps, as you can see right here. Now he hasn't really earned many targets, just 6% of the targets, but those snaps are coming directly from Gerald Everett, especially in the red zone. This has led Everett to see just 46% of the total snaps this season through the first three games, at least, and 12 total targets, not great usage or production. However, with Donald Parham missing and leaving the game actually in week four, we saw season high usage for Everett, 59% of the routes. It didn't lead to a lot of targets, but the offense struggled in this game. Keenan Allen only had four targets himself, but this is good usage to see. And also Everett saw season high in red zone usage. And let me just point this out. He is 10th in yards after the catch in 12th in tight end efficiency. That's Gerald Everett, despite ranking 34th in routes run, just 71 routes so far. Now his routes are going to increase. If that efficiency just stays decent, he's going to be a top 10 option most weeks. And as a reminder, last season, he was a top 10 option and now there's no Mike Williams. Now, before we move on to the next wide receiver who's rising up the rankings, I got to let you know about the fantasy blueprint, because if you want to win your matchup this week and make the fantasy playoffs and take home your fantasy championship, this is for you. Every single day of the week, I'll be sending you one of these
these tools Monday through Friday. You can see right here, waiver wire tools, rest of season rankings for trades. That'll help a lot. Projections and rankings for that specific week, game by game matchup notes. All of this will come your way. And here's just a sneak peek of one of the things that you get. This is the game by game matchup notes. You could break it down by position or the specific game. This is one from a few weeks back. You can see right here, every single running back or every single player who's relevant for fantasy, you get a breakdown of their usage for the season, their specific matchup. If it's a wide receiver, cornerback matchup, offensive versus defensive line matchup for running backs, who what their, what that entire defense is doing yards after contact, all of this, it is the most in-depth breakdown you will find. And look, it's extremely easy to acquire. You just scan the QR code on the screen or click the link in the description below to get access today. These are the two easy steps that you'll follow. And here's the thing. It's just five bucks, not just for the day or the week or the month, the entire year, it's $5. And if you don't make your fantasy playoffs, I refund that $5. I don't care if there was an injury to Christian McCaffrey, knock on wood, and that's why you didn't get in. I will refund the $5. This is a hundred percent risk-free. No questions asked. So to get access to your fantasy blueprint today and join the over 3000 people currently using it to schmack around that competition, scan the QR code on the screen or click the link in the description below. Now, the next wide receiver we have to talk about is Marquise Brown, who's just been a consistent and constant riser up the rankings this season. Brown is the wide receiver 17 on the year. He's one of the best seventh or eighth round fantasy picks you could have had, and he scored 16 or more fantasy points in four straight games. Now, yes, part of his production has been propelled up by touchdowns. In three of these last four games, as you can see right here, this touchdown in the parentheses, these are his receptions and his touchdown catches next to it. He has three touchdowns in his past four games, but he is not touchdown dependent. He's not like, say, a Gabe Davis who is relying on only deep touchdowns. No, Gabe Davis is not earning targets per route run. Marquise Brown is. He currently ranks 14th in total targets this season. He's earning 28% of his team's targets. That's 14th best. And look at this. He's earning a target on 25% of his routes. That's nearly double what Gabe Davis is doing this year. Another touchdown, quote unquote, dependent wide receiver. And to prove the point even more, he's earned 10 or more targets in three of his last four games. And really, it's been a tale of two different seasons for Marquise so far. He's been productive either way, but the first three games of the year, Arizona was surprisingly staying competitive in games, and you only saw him earning 7.3 targets per game, as you can see right here. Not awful, but not elite. But that has changed the past two weeks while the Arizona Cardinals have been trailing for basically the entire or majority of the games they've played in. And with that has come more passing attempts, and you can see that reflected in the routes run for Marquise Brown. He's averaged 39 routes run the past two weeks and 10 targets in each of these past two games. And newsflash, there's seven-point underdogs this week. Expect even more of this type of production for Hollywood Brown. And there's seven-point underdogs, touchdown underdogs to the Rams on the road. And the Rams secondary is bottom 10. So not only should the Cardinals be passing more to keep up in the second half, but it's going to be a good matchup for Brown. So he's rising up the rankings. And so pretty slowly, but maybe quickly after this week is this next rookie receiver. And that would be the Chargers wide receiver, the second Charger we're talking about in this video coming off of the bye week, Quinton Johnston. Now Johnston was the Chargers first round pick this past NFL draft. And he was thought to be the best bigger wide receiver, not the biggest. He's 6'3", about 210 pounds. So a bigger one, best bigger wide receiver in the draft. For a little bit of context, his best season at TCU was last year. He earned about 21% of the targets. He just went over a thousand yards on 96 targets. This is an elite production, but it's fine production, especially depending on the offense that you're in, where they throw the ball more. This is nice as a nice outside X receiver. And it's not wide receiver one numbers, but he doesn't have to be the wide receiver one in this offense with Keenan Allen and also Austin Eckler there. Now, Johnson has had a rocky preseason in camp dealing with a lot of drop issues, but now he's just going to have to see usage with Mike Williams done for the season. And this usage started in week four before the bye week. You can see right here in week two, just his normal week with Mike Williams healthy, only 20% of the routes. Week three, Mike Williams gets hurt. Quentin Johnston plays more, 26% of the routes. Then week four, without Mike Williams, 69% of the routes, earns 13% of the targets, which isn't great by any means, but for a rookie, it's not bad, and it was a season high for him. And he's now coming out of the bye week, In many teams, when they enter the bye week, they say, how can we get our personnel, our best personnel on the field and used more, and what are the best matchups for them? This is exactly what helps the rookies the most, the bye week. It would make a lot of sense for them to enhance and build a roll around their first-round pick, Quentin Johnston, in the bye week, with Mike Williams now done for the season. And for what it's 
worth, Quentin Johnson's going to have nice matchups over the next few weeks. Yes, the Dallas Cowboys defense isn't the easiest matchup, but they've been a little bit suspect the last couple weeks. And more importantly, you're going to get a Chargers matchup where there should be a lot of points in that game and then a matchup at home against the Bears the following week. So the rookie is rising up the rankings and so is this next veteran receiver. And that'll be Jerry Judy, who we can now confidently say is 100% healthy after what we saw him do in week five. Check this out. Judy went out there in week five and ran a season high 95% of the routes and earned a season high and team high 29% of the targets. That is elite usage, and this proves that he's healthy. He's been limited the past couple of weeks, 82 and 77% of the routes. He is now looking 100% healthy. Now, since he didn't find the end zone and hasn't found the end zone this year, you could still buy pretty low on him. Against a good Giants second or Jets secondary, he puts up six catches, 50 yards. He leads the team in targets now in back-to-back weeks. And his role remains solid as a guy who's earning a lot of targets from Russell Wilson and ranks 14th in downfield usage, which will lead to some big plays. And just as a reminder, when healthy last season, Judy averaged 18.3 fantasy points per game and was a top 15 wide receiver. Now, he definitely hasn't been a top 15 wide receiver this year. As you can see right here in fantasy points per game, he's just 50th, but he's been very limited so far this season in his role. And also he has zero receiving touchdowns. But the Broncos defense is absolutely terrible. So expect them to be throwing 40 plus times in a lot of games to keep up in the second half. And that's going to help Judy and it's going to lead to a lot of touchdowns. Maybe even by the time you're watching this, it happened on Thursday night football, but it's not about just this week. It's about the next month and rest of the season. Because over the next month, he has a lot of benefits matchups a couple of matchups against the Chiefs which aren't the worst secondary in the league but they're definitely not great and you could put up points on them and he has a really nice matchup against teams like the Bills and the Packers as well so expect Judy to start producing some big games moving forward now some quick hitters for you Travis Etienne has to move up the rankings and more importantly he's a top 12 overall player if your draft was restarted tonight he'd be probably a late first round pick for the rest of the season this is what he's done the past couple of weeks I mean last week he was the number one overall running back in fantasy he played 83% of the snaps handled 74% of the rush attempts but look at this on the season playing 78% of the snaps and handling 70% of the rush attempts this is top five running back usage and then there's Alvin Kamara who now through two games is also seeing elite usage at the running back position Kamara has played 69% of the snaps and earned 58% of the carries but this is a little bit skewed because in week five the game was a blowout so he was on pace he played 63% of the snaps he was on pace to play nearly 80% of the snaps in this game and he still came through with 25 total touches so Kamara is a top 12 running back the rest of the season now this next wide receiver is a borderline top 12 receiver the rest of the year and that would be dj moore who's coming off of you would think this was the best performance of the week but jamar chase barely edged him out which is crazy because he goes for 230 yards and three touchdowns on just 10 targets could have had even more if he wasn't called out of bounds on one play so dj moore obviously moving forward the matchups won't be as easy but they are beneficial this is a good spot to maybe sell high on him after a massive performance like this but he's probably a top 15 receiver the rest of the year and then there's a tight end that we cannot not talk about and that would be sam laporta because sam laporta is doing things that we have not seen a lot of tight ends do when they first enter the league another two touchdowns this past week fantasy production through the roof and just how good has it been well we can reference my friend Alex Crusoe's tweet here on Twitter he's ranking third right now in fantasy points per game at the tight end position behind only the names that you would expect to be ahead of him or up here in Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews yes indeed he is going to be fantastic not just this upcoming week but the rest of the season so these are the players who are skyrocketing up the rankings and if you have them you're starting them and if not you got to try and acquire them before your trade deadline but who should you trade away to acquire these players well I'm glad you asked. This video right here will show you exactly who you need to get off of your team as soon as possible. Now, if you made it to the end and you're one of the 70% of people who are not yet subscribed to the channel, make sure to hit the subscribe button as we push towards 100,000 subscribers here and it will let you see my future content.